Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Christian Baker Psychic Hour. We are a little bit late today, but um, anyway, here we are now. I had a little bit of trouble connecting to the studio, but everything's okay. 914-338-0164 is the call number. Do press one if you'd like to speak with us. And of course, we invite you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile, and we would like it if you follow us here on Blog Talk Radio as well. So you can do that um, by finding our page, Neil and Christian Baker Psychic. And um, well, we had an interesting call from, while we're waiting for callers today, we can start talking. We were talking last, last show about uh, how to be a good guide. And we got an interesting call from a longtime listener, Valerie, about uh, an unfortunate situation unfortunate situation uh, regarding the death of someone that she met in a shadow class from out of state and ended up moving to Valerie's state of Florida um, after staying with Valerie. But anyway, interesting story, interesting story. And after, um, after the show, I decided to do a little research. You were doing some research looking at the girl's Facebook. We don't want to reveal any identities or anything like that. But I think, you know, in the time frame of the reading that we had with Valerie, it's difficult to, I mean, one, trying to connect with the spirit in a short amount of time where there's a limited, a limited time frame and a lack of information on Valerie's part. So because she wasn't close to, to this girl that passed, there, she, didn't, she doesn't have a lot of information about her life. So getting validations is really difficult, one. And two, trying to communicate what happens to a soul is sometimes challenging and understanding what role you play in, in an event like that, which Valerie did play a role. And I think Valerie was confused about why is the mother calling her? Why is the mother attaching to her? And what I said when Valerie hung up is to Neil, I don't know why I didn't say it on the air, but it was very clear to me, and I'm sure to you, that Valerie was, I don't know if Valerie made it, you were understanding on the show that Valerie was the conduit yeah. for Tori to move to Florida. So they stayed, I think Tori stayed at her home. She was her link there, even though they didn't stay close. Valerie somehow is a piece of this karmic drama going on. And, you know, ultimately, Valerie, this could have been part of her karmic destiny to be this, this, 
I mean, certainly not, there's no intent or, or anything Valerie did that was wrong by helping this girl come to Florida, but she is involved on, on a, on this life stage as well as the past life stage in the karma of what's going on with this girl's death, but not responsible directly. There's no responsibility and there's probably nothing she could have done to, could have done to avoid it because of the karmic destiny of this girl's death. That's right. That's right. In in many cases, we, we are the instigator or the connective energy that leads somebody to sometimes an an ultimate uh, fatal destination. We can't help it. It's in our karma. We're innocent by all standards. By all standards, we're innocent on an earth plane. But when you get into the element of uh, the astral realm, then the dialogue changes. There might have been an agreement between the two souls that that's what was going to be. And then, of course, the souls come back. They're in the body. They don't retain the memory, the collective memory of the soul journey and so forth and so on. It could be because it was karmic. But it doesn't, the, the intensity of the relationship is not the crucial uh, matter. It isn't, but, but to Valerie, in, in a way, she's questioning why she's, she's saying, I'm involved I'm more deeply than I want to be right. because of the mother. Because she's following the earthly line of logic. Right. If on the astral line of logic, no. And it doesn't mean that some of the smallest wires hold the most information. Or in our nervous system, we have different nerves that are that the optic nerve, different nerves that that lead to different destinations, different faculties. So sometimes a very thin line of earthly connection can hold within its intensity. Think of a molecule or an atom can hold within its intensity a karmic energy that is more than just what would appear to be something more intense. It's almost like, you know, a nugget of gold is compared to a hot air balloon, which holds the most content, really, the, the most value of energy. Two different substances, but nonetheless, the, the implication is that it doesn't matter how important or how intense a relationship is. Somebody could say, hey, uh, they stopped the car. Hey, can you tell me where Henry Street is? Uh, make a left here. But you know what? It's going to be better if you make a right because the left, uh, that street is under construction. So make it take you longer. Make right. a right. And then they crash. And then they and <laughs> a fatal accident. Right. The person is not, see what it is. It's obvious. So when we have these, this energy of uh, past life soul communication, that's what psychics are supposed to come up with. What's the soul conversation going on as opposed to the earthly conversation? And then determine if it was, well, I mean, there, there are obviously accidents, just circumstantial accidents okay. that can occur. But, but for the most part, when you get a vibration that's real, that it's going to be... You mean accidents? What do you mean? Accident, accidental 
validations that occur or accidents in line? No, accidents that happen in line. There are accidents that are stirred by sometimes current energy. Current, and that is implied symbolically, that somebody's actions aren't based upon destiny or a past life. They're based upon what they're doing in this lifetime that results in a fatality that then becomes, that now becomes new karma. You see, our energies that we do on the planet become uh, become can become the new chapter of karma that we're faced with in the following lifetime, which wasn't apparently a necessary thing that had to happen. So when we live our lives, we are actually establishing, in the worst of circumstances, new karma that we will return to face. People who have sudden, I mean, that could have been the wrapping up of a karma murder. Could have been the wrapping up of a karma. I don't know. The wrapping up of the karma and then, well, she's stuck, I know, but... If she's well, stuck. Well, in the implication that it was a finality of her destiny, and that was it, and she led a, a beautiful life or whatever, and that finality of her destiny could could be calculated and interpreted as the final scene on the earth. So a psychic saying she went over to the other side, that may be true. That That can be true. Not every death on the planet means that the person is stuck. So in review of the situation... You mean not every, I'm sorry, not every violent death on the earth means well, that any, someone gets any, stuck in the astral realm? Not any kind of death. But we're, accidental, vital. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Any kind of, any violent death. We're talking about violent deaths. Not all violent deaths, just to clarify, not all violent deaths will end up with the soul lost in the astral realm or wandering no. or returning to the planet? No, that's true. That, that, that is true. Now, to determine uh, where the soul is, that's, that's a matter of controversy. It, it's hard to... I mean, sometimes you know and sometimes you don't. If one psychic says they're still stuck and another psychic says, no, they crossed over, well, obviously, there's a question at hand. People probably would want to Hope and pray that, that, that crossed she crossed over. over. And I know there was, so there was, because I, I emailed Valerie and told her we we're going to talk a little bit about the show, but asked her if she could provide more information because I actually was not able to find any article or anything on this girl about the death for some reason. I think because the article didn't have her name, it had the name of the guy who actually was the perpetrator. That's why I was not able to find the uh, article. So she supplied that for me. She supplied a picture of the house, actually got his Facebook. But I did find some things um, after the show prior to emailing her. I'm trying to find this Facebook for you so you can look at this guy's Facebook. But um, anyway, so during the reading, I jotted down a couple notes I want to say. One, a G, which honestly I thought I, I did I was wrong, wrong, but I thought her name was going to have a G, but it was a strong vibration that I was getting of a G. And so I asked what the name was, what her name was, because I was like a, a little bit unsure. And her name obviously doesn't start with a G, 
but I was still feeling that vibration throughout the radio show. So I knew that Valerie would not be able to validate people around this girl with the name G, um, unless it was the perpetrator, which it isn't. But anyway, in the obituary notice, I saw that she had a pet named Jana, G-I-A-N-N-A. So I thought that was interesting. The other note that I made during the reading was a bar. But then Valerie said to me, or to us rather, she was killed in her home. So, I mean, maybe they were at a bar before, I don't know. But what, what ended up happening is in tracking this guy's history, I found an article um, through Google where he was involved in 2015 in an altercation in a bar where he was arrested, kicked out the plexiglass divider where he was being detained in the vehicle, in the police vehicle, and was making terroristic threats to the police. So he had a history of violence, and there was a woman involved in this situation. He was being violent towards her in the bar. So I thought that was interesting and um, also was able to get this guy's birth date. So he was born 1-22-1991, and uh, he and Tori are the same karmic and master numbers. But the three, Valerie, Matt, and Tori, all have 11s on the, um, in the year, yeah. which is a tribal situation. Well, we have our theory about 11. You know. And he is, his first and last numbers are 11. Of course, his day is a multiple 11, 22, 122. Now, what's interesting about the uh, dichotomy, the, the substance of this human being, is that when you look at his Facebook, which I just did, his Facebook implies a thoughtful, sensitive really? human being. See, I didn't think that oh, at all. Oh, yeah, he, he, he quotes George Orwell. Oh, about, I didn't see that. Um, about political language. I didn't see that. He, uh, he shows the pyramid. I was distracted by the pictures of his torso. (laughs) That that's actually what impacted me. So my impression was he kind of just I I I, that that's what impacted me about what he's putting out to the world. Like here is my body. My body is very important to me. Well, he's showing that he's rebuilding. He's obviously a person that. I saw to that. Show the essence of rebuilding his body. And maybe I don't think it was. Glitorious, you know, it wasn't glitorious. Yeah, it wasn't glitorious. <laughs> you know what that word means? Glitorious. Yeah. Glo- you mean glo- gloating? You mean glitorious? You yeah. mean? P- 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 yeah. It wasn't self. It, yeah. It, it, it wasn't like a bodybuilder. You know, it was more like celebrating a, a change in his energy. He I had quotes in there about the soul and the spirit. Um, I didn't read those. Um, I just it, see the trip to the thing that you showed when you when you. Oh, the last Orwell. I didn't read that. Well, and the, the Orwell about political language that the, that the, that that lies can be true, and murder can be acceptable. He obviously had a attitude about about the dichotomy of human thought and how we manipulate. And, yeah, I didn't read and that. Reify. Reify the the attitude of truth to make it mean something that we want it to mean. It can mean anything you want, but he also had uh, he also had allusions to the soul. Well, and you wouldn't think that looking at this guy, he kind of looks like a sensitive, almost his face almost looks delicately feminine. Yeah, I see that. Not a chiseled, hard face, but so there is a certain. Cat-like. 
cat like an almost feminine, almost like well, he could feminine. have been a female impersonator by just the face alone. You'd look at him. But think, the thing oh, is, there some kind of dichotomy going on in that regard? Well, I mean, I just, but I, I don't know. We're not privy. Just, just wait one second. We're not privy to the entire uh, his entire Facebook. I can tell because yeah. we're not friends with them. Some people make their posts all public, but I can tell that there's a lot yeah, of content just, that's not available. But to me, I mean, I, I don't know. My, I, the pictures of his body to me showed that he's someone on a physical well, level of thought. Had, you know, he had, he had posters of himself with guns and gun knives and guns and glorifying murder. It, that would have been, a, you know, right to the point. But there's nothing on his Facebook that we see that says this guy's a murderer that beat to death the human being with his bare hands. Um, nothing along those lines and nothing would indicate that. So here's the thing. What is the soul in contrast to the body? What is the soul in contrast to the current mind? You know, when we have a true social path, obviously by definition, they don't, they, they lack empathy. They can, they can demonstrate some sense of emotion but it all wraps itself around the ego of the person. And maybe there's some slight dent in the, in the interpretation where it appears as though they feel sorry for the victim. But a true sociopath does not feel sorry. Well, yeah, and that's the interesting thing, too, is that how he was caught was pretending to be a bystander outside. Yeah. So uh, out of the crime scene. Yeah. They found him watching. Yeah, there's And there's then he something... escaped to a lot, you know, and he this in the article it said he was acting erratic and Well, so there's so something, forth. you know, there's some self-sabotage there and there's some inclination of glamour and notoriety and curiosity exactly. and spectator vision, but there's also a sense, what have I done? Now, a true social path they're involved in their ego and their ego had lacks the ability to, to truly empathize and understand somebody else's energy to the extent that they wouldn't harm somebody. A psychopath would go that length and then also say, uh, you know, a dog from hell has been talking to me and told me like, like that son of Sam or whoever, and told me that I was to kill this person. Now, that's a psychopath. Psychopaths are going to be, they have a crazy element that above, beyond their ego, something else is controlling them. You mean the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath? A yeah. sociopath is going to integrate himself more into people and their life. Right. A psychopath is just literally crazy. You know, you know they just think that some other force or something, they're illusion, they're delusional. They're being, to, they're to being dri- driven like. to, you, sociopaths aren't blaming a, a third party source, like the no. devil made me do it type no. thing. A Whereas a psychopath is a, a monster. They can be a yeah, monster, horrible. Yeah. but they don't, and they can allude to monsters, but they don't really believe a monster is controlling them, a psychopath. 
is, is delusional. beyond help. It's delusional. They're totally well, isn't crazy. the sociopath kind of beyond help as well? I mean, they uh, say a narcissistic, I mean, first of all, narcissistic personality, which someone who is a sociopath is going to have because that that's a personality that lacks ability to empathize with others and is extremely, extremely self-absorbed. Now, not all narcissists are sociopaths, because when you get into this idea of being a sociopath, then you're, you're in a criminal element. Not all narcissists are criminals, but sociopaths, for the most part, are going to be narcissists. Well, the lines, it gets interesting, because the lines become very confusing. A, a true psychopath can be an extremely gifted artist, a genius. They can talk eloquently. You can talk, you can be, you can give an interview with a true psychopath and in spite of the fact that they may talk crazy or something, none of them do. Some of them are brilliant and talented and speak with pure uh, eloquence, but there's, but inside there's something else brewing. A, a, a sociopath can there, there's there's still a way to reach a, a, a sociopath, but it's like trying to a, a wolf that's never been tamed and just is based on being a wolf. If the wolf doesn't believe it's being possessed, but a wolf can, yeah, there's a certain gene in a, in a psychopath, a sociopath, and but how to change that energy? Eh, you know, a lot of sociopaths in prison, well, they go on these programs where they help, they become friends to dogs or horses, and then they, and they become the most gentle oh. human beings on the planet, better than any other zoologist or zookeeper. They have a certain, and you think, what twisted gene unleashed itself to so, show such compassion a social path can also uh, have a significant other that they'll protect with their life. So, you know, a psychopath, forget it. They'll, they'll rack you up in ropes and chains and call you their beloved. But a social path has the ability to deviate from the true essence of what a, what a, what a uh, intense social path well, is. It's an interesting process of the mind. Yeah, I find it fascinating too, but as far as this gentleman, wrong term, as this person is concerned, I don't think there's enough information to determine whether, I mean, we know he's not a psychopath. I, I don't think he's a psychopath, um, but he has behavioral, he had behavioral issues that resulted in criminal arrest before and strange, I mean, strange behavior terroristic threats to the police, yeah. um, violence towards women, but that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, not all murderers are sociopaths or psychopaths either. So I, we don't have enough information no, really but, to you know. know. I mean, you could trace the line and get to some kind of doghouse and say, well, he had problems in his family. His father was brutal. There was no love. Uh, he brutalized, you know, vic women were victimized. Well, he probably had a bad, I mean, it, it, Looking at his birth date, you would surmise there was probably something difficult going on in, in the childhood home. Yeah, uh, you know, in most cases. I mean, sometimes not always, but explanation yeah. because they have a loving home and nobody understands. And sometimes the soul comes in unbeknownst to any element on the planet or in an upbringing 
that there is something dark and sinister in this in the energy of the soul. The, the soul, uh, in, in my terminology, I've had the opportunity to look at people on a psychological basis and pure mind degree and everything, and then also on a uh, level of of looking at searching the soul. Now, some psychologists will search the soul. Jung will search the soul. Maslow, Maslow. There are psychologists that do approach the collective unconsciousness of the energy of of, uh, of a being psyche. But then, uh, a a pure uh, psychic it might allude to the uh, physical plane because it, it has to be a construction of language that makes it coherent and, and uh, understandable. But their job is to look at the soul and the journey of the soul, excluding the body. Why are they here? What is their journey? What happened on the astral plane that brought them here? And what are they supposed to execute on the planet? Well, yeah, and then in regard to this case, you have to apply that analysis you know what is what is this soul's journey regarding tori yeah you know? that's where the leap is because we're our job is to explain beyond the psychological measures what is really happening so right. when you allude to uh valerie and her being a conduit and then, like you said, you wrote a note that you felt there was a bar involved. In which there may or may not have been, but there was with him. In, in, in the, yeah. that at least, uh, at least publicly marked his criminal history. Well, what's important is that your vision of the bar resurfaced as part of the history of what you discovered in, in the limitations of his Facebook and history and what was mentioned it him being in that small article they didn't have to say anything about a bar it wasn't necessary it wasn't crucial they did because it was a process of, of uh, i think the girl was attacked though in the pub in the bar he, he yeah he groped her. he groped her in the bar and then the Threatened so the, the altercation it took place inside the bar so the i mean Right. But uh, so, you know, they're, 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 they alluded to a brief episode uh, just to show that this wasn't just uh, an isolated case, that there was some gradual energy. We go to the extent that that gradual line of history extends back into a past line. And that's the, where we go. The interesting thing is this. Well, I was researching last night. We were eating dinner and then I went, oh, my God, there's a bar. And I did not mention to you the bar. I mentioned the G right after the show. Um, before I think I found anything, but it's, I mean, that's not even the point. It doesn't matter. But, but when I opened my notebook today, of course, I'm writing a different color pen. I pointed at the word bar and I didn't mention, you know, it's something I didn't mention one because Valerie, I knew didn't have enough information. It was a note that I, I made for myself and I'm glad I did because now I'm proving it to you. Well, I'll tell you something <laughs> but, interesting about uh, the G in terms of its symbolic formation, which it's most a, people aren't going to, don't, don't really think about. It's a seven God. Well, well, no, well, it's that. But let's look at the formation of the G. And in general linguistics and English language, we learn to write by margins. And we learn to write by the, uh, by the horizontal lines within a, within a frame. 
So when when we when we specifically learn language, the small g is looped above. It goes about to the second line of the um, of of the space. It doesn't go to the third because that would be a capital G. So it goes about the second line. Then it loops to the to the bottom line, but then it loops downward be, beneath the margin of the line. You mean in the lowercase or the lowercase G? So so that G has a certain duality above and below the margin, short of being a capital G, which in now in biblical me terms would be the gods, not God, but the gods. A capital G would be the, the does one not God. go beneath the margin. A capital G only goes to the to the last horizontal line within the uh, within the frame. The staff. I, I guess it's not a staff. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into. But, but, <laughs> no, uh, but I mean. Yeah, I, I, I mean, don't know the technical term. I forgot that. Now but, I'm getting but, into the wrong. Yeah. But then it loops up apartment here to like it within the margin, above the margin, into quote the heavens. It becomes the capital G. So when you have God, capital G, you're talking about the absolute God. When you have a small G, and we're talking about the letter you came up with, you have a, a duality of energy that goes beneath the, the bottom line, loops down, and then continues back up. But it but in its own biblical interpretation, as well as the linguistic, the semantic interpretation of the letter, it's, you know, H's don't do that, I's don't do that, of course, you know, J's do that, K's don't do that, N's don't do that. There are some, some letters that in their, in their symbolic formation reach, go downward. Y, so, J. Yeah, and okay. it's interesting because I... I just had to. My brain had to go there, and I had to study the formation of, of letters and what they really mean and how they twist. And a small, a small case G doesn't look anything, anything like a large case G. It's like the difference between a monkey and a human being. I'd imagine studying some of these other languages with lettering. That <laughs> yeah, how they form God. the formation of, of most capital letters as opposed to their lower case, they look like night and day. In fact, that brings us back to the Twilight Zone because we watched, one of the episodes we watched had something to do with exactly that and the alien interpretation, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the to serve humans. To serve first, man. To serve man. They, uh, yeah. Actually, it was a cook. cook. <laughs> but they didn't figure, they didn't crack the code until it was yeah. way too late. Everyone, too late. Every every uh, major city in the world had, had let the uh, this alien uh, uh, nation have uh, established uh, what is the word? What's my what is the word? Uh, well, pure access to being humanity-based and embassy, uh, embassy. That's my brain. Oh, embassies em- in every city. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they established embassies in every city before the United States cracked the code. The military yeah. decided to give up on. Yeah. The uh, uh, pursuing, pursuing, uh, cracking the code of this book because it just seemed they seemed so. Uh, uh, yeah. They they're uh, what's what's wrong with me? To altruistic, my brain altruistic toward man. You're, As you're if the, the lower case my brain is not finding words today. But, but but what I'm saying is, 
as if, you know, so that was one of the things they mentioned in that show, lower, yeah. the lowercase letters versus the uppercase letters. But anyway, I wanted to say something about your, something you were finding in the reading, and I want Valerie to hear this. I, did, did you want listen? to say something? I told, she said she may listen live, and oh, okay. she may listen in the archive, so I didn't, I didn't know. But are you done yeah, with, the, with the letters? Yeah. Because she sent a picture of the house. Did you say dumb with the letters? No, I said done. Insulting? I said oh, done, done with the letters. Done. done. Is that with an E or just a No a G. Two two N's? No. Um You're not referring to John Dunn though. So anyway, you were getting a staircase in the reading. And so we received a picture. And the picture is of a one story house. Now, one story house generally doesn't have a staircase except when the home is located in a hurricane zone, for example, which Florida is. So I, you know, another question she couldn't validate was the staircase, the vision of the staircase. Is there, was there a staircase in the home? Probably helpful to have the mother call the show if the mother's interested in connecting because it would be easier to make a connection and, and get validations with someone who knows the family history and the history of the daughter more than Valerie. So it's difficult, but I, I surmise that there is a staircase in that home and it's leading to a basement because I don't all the homes in I'm Florida sure. have basements. It looks like a kind of a new home. So I don't, I don't know. Well, then but it's going to be it, even more so. It, it will be, be up to standard, which would be a hurricane safe. I mean, they probably have requirements. Yeah. Florida is really strict about pools too. They're required outdoor pools have to have um, a, uh, a safety a fence. safety fence that's like, I think, eight feet high or something, Childproof. maybe large. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe even higher. That's a requirement. So I would imagine that there are, are safety precautions for hurricanes or tornadoes. It could be. In a state like Florida, I can look. And if we, we go to a further branch, there could be a staircase. I don't think the house looked new the, either. Uh, in the, uh, it looks in, like a craftsman the style. There could have been something. I mean, you, you go around and search until you find something and it can become ridiculous. But that's the but. thing. I know that's the thing. And that's why I said, well, you know, the letter G, I, it, you know, there, I would have said, is there anybody with the G around her? But I knew she wasn't going to know. But what's also interesting is that this guy come, came from a city called Garfield. Yeah. Which is, but I wouldn't, that I, I wouldn't have said. Maybe you were thinking about the cat. Maybe. Could be. No, and it's like a, a bit yeah, like I a guess leopard. you're right. It is newer, newer. You're right. Yeah, it's a newer home. So I don't but, know what the uh, street name is. You know, you could easily Google the address. If I had the street oh, name. I don't well, have the could, street name. You could see I, if, if homes, uh, of all homes, homes are, required, are required to have uh, a I'm going to do that right now. Homes. That home was built probably in the 70s or 80s. Yeah, actually it looks pretty new. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's kind of an old, fa- I mean, there was, when I looked at it initially, it's like a craftsman sort of, but it's not a craftsman when I looked it at it the second like a, time. It almost looks like a track home. They yeah. They might have been in a track neighborhood. Yeah. Our Florida neighborhood uh, would have a basement. But um, the, uh, so the. Huh. Hmm. No. No. They don't. In fact, the modern homes are built on top of concrete slabs with no basements presents a storage problem Do most houses. In the central or northern areas of Florida, wow, um, 
in the southern region of Florida, it's more common. Well, I've been in single-story homes that have within their interior a small staircase leading to an elevated room, but it's still within the content of a Yeah, you can have, of course. So there might be something there. Well, they they are in the southern part of the state, though. So, I mean, that's the lower part of the state. Where the house was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's near the water. Yeah, so there's probably so going to be more well, likelihood that there would be a basement. But, I, I mean, can, Valerie would have to answer that. I can ask her yeah. in an email because she's not calling. Uh, she's probably not listening. The, well, it, you, you can get scrambled images in a reading that sometimes don't, don't seem to be part of the puzzle. They're just... Um, there's an old story that my grandfather, who was a psychic, was uh, was my with my father. Oh, I have the address. Car broke down. Way. Good. Their yeah. car broke down, and my grandfather went and re- took out some pain. parts of the car and fixed what was had to be fixed. And then he started to put the pieces back, and there was one piece that they didn't know where it went now. And my grandfather said, "Oh, that's just an extra piece. Throw it out." And my dad would tell the story constantly. So sometimes you have pieces that seem to be part of the puzzle. But yet, when you reassemble, when you dissemble the the mystery and reassemble it with a sound interpretation, sometimes you throw a piece out. In in mystery, they're called red herrings. That they're, they're, they're pieces, but they're superfluous to the premise. They, they aren't really part of the plot anymore, but they appear to be, they appear to be. I don't think they, they have herring in Florida. Herring. They've got to have herring in Florida. They have courtrooms, so they probably have No, herring. I'm saying I don't think it's a native fish. Um, herring is more for in cold, North Sea. Cold, cold, cold climate. Cold, cold. Anyway, obviously it was I'm trying but some to, herring um, vacation to a warmer climate during the winter because they want to enjoy the uh, leisure of the sun. Uh, but the the um, attitude of of how to look into the astral realm and and this receive its language and its impressions and actually. The, the substance of its storyline wow. becomes quite uh, a fascinating journey because there is a sense of decoding. Sometimes that has to go on. God knows we had to decode numbers for the last uh, eight years, nine years, and we've been mm-hmm. working on the book. Seven. Seven years. Every day decoding numbers, interpreting what numbers really mean. I'm trying to see how they're, the, why they're rearranged the way they are there's an, and how each number has its own individual um, narration. So one in one person's birth date isn't going to have the same narration as one in another person's birth date, even if they're in the uh, a uniform location. The idea of deciphering the content and substance of a number does demand a certain sense of, of ultra-consciousness. It's difficult, but we're trying to put that into our book to make it more readily available to the common mind as to what numbers mean in the birth date and how you describe them and work through them. There's an attic 
There's an attic. Yeah, but that doesn't mean there's a staircase. Well, you, well, there's got to be a staircase to the attic. Yeah. Yeah, there can be a built-in staircase. Oh. And I'm not sure what, the, how that might apply. And actually, you could, the house was sold after this in November. November. So, this, so 11th oh, month. Yeah. Which brings me to the other point. So in looking at her Facebook, you were looking at her Facebook, and then I took a look. Let me see the house. Hold on. I got to get So just scroll so, through. So, so I, I, when I got her Facebook from Valerie's page, and then um, you were scrolling through, and then I looked at it, and I found a post. And she said, four days, this is the fourth day that I've been in Florida or whatever. And that was in September of 2017, which was a month after her 35th birthday. So she moved to Florida one month after the age of 35, which is her big change in life. Um, because 35 is her karmic number. And I was like, wow, that's pretty, that's intense. Yeah. I mean, the numbers are going to play a part in this, but that's, you know, we wouldn't be doing this book if, if numbers didn't play a vital part in any given scenario. Um, uh, I mean, the house, the house basically looks like a typical one-story house. There doesn't seem to be anything in there that would imply a staircase not in the house itself. Mm -mm. I don't know all these pictures depict, um, it's got a very narrow hallway, but I don't know if any of these pictures depict anything uh, within the whole home. You know, that attic is, is not really revealed here. I would assume that she was a renter, not an owner, and that it wasn't sold because... Well, the only thing, I, know, I, the thing about the house is in the front of the house, there is a elevated structure Let's see. that would appear to be to be. Uh, wait a minute. What? what uh, where? 12, 19, 20, 21, uh, That would appear to be to give it the illusion that there's a. But that's that's stretching. I don't know. I'm not sure what the staircase is. That would have to be revealed in some kind of other part of the reading. Uh, in terms of the individuals, I just want to make sure the, that the girl's, the girl's life. Is that correct? Life. Is that the right house? I want to make sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There. Uh, you know, it, when you look at it, they met online. Well, right there, you have a sort of environment for predators. See, and the, the thing is, I mean, you think, okay, well, and obviously he had a criminal history that was easily accessible. If, I mean, he went, problem is on his Facebook, he goes by the name Matt, but his name is, um, his first name is actually, I think it looks like he's Polish. So the first name is not Matt. So it may have been difficult for her to track his criminal history if she met him as Matt and not his uh, birth name. Yeah. However, you can, if you're looking at people, I mean, it would have been wise probably for her to research this guy before letting him come to her home. However, if this was her karmic 
destiny, then there, there, there would have been no way to avoid well, it. You know, his Facebook reveals that he's somewhat intelligent. He alludes to things. So he's probably very well, appealing in their correspondence. Yeah, probably. There's something very appealing about him. He sent his picture. He might have even sent his torso. Who knows what her... Uh, what her Taste. interests were, or what was alluring her. Yeah, it's even but actually further down. I don't know, but it doesn't she, talk about a basement. On the, it would say it had a basement, I think, oh, in yeah, the I listing. Don't know about the, the anyway. staircase situation. <clears throat> uh, maybe I should ask Sandy Dennis about up the down staircase that she's crossed mm-hmm. over to. Um, the part of you know, she's her her description seems to be like she was this giving, loving soul, gentle, loved everybody, but he loved her. So the idea is, you know, where were her lines of of um, boundary lines exist to where this loving, gentle soul would lose all sense of logic and have a stranger come over. I guess if you're dating online. Because, you know, you make a choice. Do you meet in a coffee shop or just have a stranger come to your house? It almost seems reckless to have a stranger come to your house without meeting. Yeah, I mean, even More a woman. Or having them come after a cup of coffee. You know, I, 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 there have been cases where there, women have attacked women, you know, selling baby clothes. A pregnant woman, the, the baby's cut out of a woman's womb by another woman. So even women... Yeah, that you meet online matter. aren't necessarily safe. But, you you know, do we, have to take precautions. We, we ha- when you look at the interactions between human beings, we all hold a certain sense of trust and security. We have a plumber come to the house. Yeah. But, but you then know, you, they're uh, attached to a record, a company record. I mean, unless you're dealing with an time. individual. Yeah. The Boston Strangler I know. posed I'm, as I'm a plumber. I'm saying the difference. He, you know, and uh, that's how he got hmm. into homes, as a plumber. And And there are... Delivery people that have commit crimes, pizza delivery people, people like that. I mean, when we allow someone to come into our home, sometimes we assume it's safe, especially if they represent a company and they come in and they're doing an inspection or they're going to repair something. We assume that it's safe. How many handymen have committed crimes? We don't, you know, sometimes it's better to to take precautions, you know, I uh, don't and not to be alone, but some, in some respect this victim, there was a lapse of caution. And so in the, in, in the, in, if this guy was a true seducer and sociopaths are excellent at seducing and getting into gaining one's confidence, there's, they're pros at it. That and their original intent is to do harm uh, or to do some sort of aggravated act, including rape or something. Then the, the attitude that a that the profile of a sociopath has a sort of charming, alluring, safe essence. They they understand how to entrap and entice and capture. They're skillful at it. So, you know, what, what he did to, to do that, to, to overreach the coffee house connection and go directly to the home, he probably knew exactly what to say and picked up on cues. Also, 
sociopaths listen intensely to language. So she said something he could have picked up on elaborating on that subject to give her the illusion that he was really in her world and really understood it. So why not invite him into his her world? Uh, the dynamics of uh, and the chemistry of how a predator captures its prey is quite fascinating because there is there is a sequence of interactions that occur as opposed to someone just springing out of a bush and robbing somebody. But even in the crude analysis of a driver stopping their car and saying to the little girl, uh, do you want some candy? Or your mother uh, is sick or she wants me to take you home. Uh, even in that brief moment of encapturing somebody and, and capturing them in essence, uh, there, there, there doesn't seem to be an elaborate plan except to be a comment, as opposed to somebody who just waits and and puts their hand over a child's face and drags them into okay. a car. There's nothing Enough. more to be said. Gosh. Well, no, we're I know. talking about reality, but but, but can you I, know, I, you know, we're 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 comparing that to the to the process and the authenticity of what comes from the other side that brings these circumstances into effect. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. It's just the drama. Wow. Um, you know, about him being a sociopath, which, yes, is possible and probable even. What I, what I wonder is, I mean, people that are sociopaths and they end up becoming serial killers, for him, this was, I mean, he had a very limited criminal history before he reached this, this, this event and then, you know, was arrested and now is put away probably for life. I mean, I don't have any additional information on his sentencing or anything like that. Wasn't able to find, find well, anything there, about there, that. There is an arch to, to criminology. Uh, kids that become serial killers start off hurting animals. Right, I know that, but that's what I'm, what I'm saying about him is there's something he lacked if he was a, an expert sociopath. He would have been able to continue to murder and murder and murder. And he was caught after his first murder, you know? So obviously he has a violent history. We already know he has a violent history with women. We don't know what else, uh, what what other content there is. Some people return to see a crime because it gives them some sense of enjoyment. Others can't stand the fact that there's a mystery in terms of what's going on after they've done something they have guilt. Him going back to the scene of crime can be argued that there is a, a portion of guilt in this man, as, as, in terms as opposed to some sort of spectator uh, amusement, observing what he did and what it caused. But well, also him become—I mean, him blending in at the scene of the crime could uh, could have been a way of him covering his tracks. You know, it could have been. It could have been all kinds main, of things. I mean, the guy was filled. The guy had demons. I mean, mental demons. You know, to want to kill somebody or to threaten a cop. He's going to. I mean, there's such anger and animosity in this human being's uh, soul that it, we don't know. You know, the true extent to where it reaches. 
But nonetheless, if we all have thoughts, and we're, we all have thoughts that most of us have thoughts that at least in, a, in the mental environment can say, I would kill that guy. But none of most Who of us don't going to act on that, yeah, and make it happen. I mean, to actually kill someone, I think it takes a little bit of guts. Even though you say that somebody could be cowardly, but to actually take a soul off the planet, uh, to me, would take. I mean, the consequences oh. are just too enormous. But it doesn't even come in my mind frame. But she did own the home. She owned the home. I thought she would be a renter just because. I don't know. I thought she'd be a renter, but she wasn't. Her, her parents helped her find a home. Valerie's listening, and she said, she says that um, yeah, we're wrapping up here, but um, there's no basement because it's the water level that prevents. Well, it it, it doesn't matter. The she staircase becomes somewhere else. Uh, I'm sure there's a staircase well, that might be legitimately fashioned into the conversation. Well, the bar was legitimately fashioned into the conversation, although it didn't reveal itself on, on Wednesday's car show. So there's got to be something. And, you know, maybe we'll find out more information later, maybe not. I don't know. But we're out of time for the day. Any last thoughts? I don't mention last thoughts on this show. Last rights. <laughs> okay. Any, any you know, um, pers- concluding. Ideas, concluding. Well, uh, ideas to present on the next show. We will be back. <laughs> yeah. The Arnold Schwarzenegger, and we'll be talking we'll be about um, the Terminator. Yeah, I know. Talk about contradictions. Okay, we, we we will be back on Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Uh, are we in our regular time? Yeah. Really? If if not, we'll we'll uh, post an update. Okay. Have a great weekend. Bye bye. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work. For what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.